0: Watch the Super Bowl. Who's gonna watch the Super Bowl? Who's gonna win? Philly gonna win? New England gonna win? Who doesn't care? Y'all need to get your hearts right. I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah, who's in it for the food? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Jaden said this week, he said, Daddy, what are we eating? <laughs> I said, it's going to be all good, man. It's going to be all good. I love that song, The Champion. I heard that a couple weeks ago. I guess they're going to play that tonight before the Super Bowl. And uh, such a great song. What I love about that is that if you know Jesus, you're a champion. You are a champion. Thank you, Carrie, for such a great song. Um, You're a champion, man. You need to know that. So go ahead. It's okay. Have a little swag. Turn to the person beside you and say, I'm a champion. Yeah, I'm a champion. That's right. We're on the winning side. Jesus already won. The devil's already been defeated. We're going to get our ring one day, but we already won. Make no mistake. We're champions if you know Jesus. We're champions. We're champions. I love that. I love that. Well, I felt like a champion last week. I'll tell you, last Sunday was amazing. We had people give their life to Christ at every campus in our different gatherings that we have. It was amazing. There are people watching online. That um, reach out to us and tell us how God is working in their heart um, from many many states and many 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 miles um, away, and I felt like a champion because man, last week we saw people give their life to Christ. I love that. Got my picture taken with a few of them. That's all. It never gets old. It's always awesome. And then then last last um, yeah last Sunday night we had night of worship, and it was awesome. It was so awesome. Man, how many you were there? Were you there? Were you there, Navar? It was amazing. And I love the fact that we didn't lift anyone up, that we didn't lift the band up. I love the fact we had people there from other churches. And I love the fact that we lifted up the name. It's the only name. It's always only been the only name. It will always only be the only name. That's the name of Jesus. And, and, and we wanted to lift him up last week. And it was successful. It was holy. It was awesome. God answered prayer. I heard a miracle story after this gathering. From last Sunday night, a miracle story, a miracle story from last Sunday night. God, um, you know, when God shows up, He shows out, and I love that. If you missed it last week, you missed it. You missed it. If you were not there, you know, some of you guys, y'all, if you haven't been there yet, you need to get there. You need to come tonight of worship. We do it what, what, Matt, quarterly or so, something like that, three times a year, something like that. And you just want when well, next time you hear it. Put it on your schedule. Make it a non-negotiable. Get there early. It was a packed house. Look at some of these pictures. These were amazing. Most of these were taken by Donovan, if I'm not mistaken. Donovan's in seventh grade. Donovan took these pictures. Didn't he do a great job? Look at these. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, Donovan, next time on your, uh, the picture there, just put a little more hair on my forehead, if you will. But uh, no, he did an amazing job. It was incredible. These guys put the stage, as you can see, right in the middle of a gym. Everyone had a great seat. It was cool to see other people worshiping God. It was amazing. My my friends, the pastor of the church, Pastor Scott, Community Life Church, and he he was he was he was like, "How in the world? That's crazy! I can't believe y'all did that." He was just like, "But you know, it's just like crazy. Wow, don't do that with a microphone on your face." But um, <laughs> he was like, "How in the world?" He, he's just awesome, man. I love the fact I love Scott. Scott loves Jesus. I love the fact we get to love. Jesus together, no matter what church we go to, we're lifting up one person, that's Jesus, and the last night, um, our last Sunday night was holy, 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 it was amazing, I love it, I love how God moved, so yeah, Sunday night is amazing, now, now, one of the, one of the reasons why I believe God has blessed momentum so much is because people just like you, it's because of you, not just people like you, it's you, um, <laughs> that was, that was like a, mediocre compliment (laughs) then it went next level it went a whole nother level like that and uh no seriously man my man rich is up here playing the guitar rich had surgery three weeks ago right three weeks ago and he doesn't let that stop him from being here and doing his part you know we can all do a part we can all serve and you're up here serving god i don't know that we've ever had a chair like this matt and we've had a chair where y'all all played the guitar remember that that was crazy but um, I, I've never seen someone up here because they're on crutches, but you were here today sitting down, but sitting down didn't take you out of the game. I love that. And the Lord spoke to my heart this morning and said, man, that's a picture of what my church is supposed to look like right there. Yeah. How about that? Y'all better clap better than that. That's a little bit better. This is a picture of what the kingdom of God is supposed to look like. My God. Can I preach for a minute? Yes. This is like an appetizer. This is even before the meal. Let me, let me, let me just get there. Thank you, buddy. I'm so proud of you, Rich. Guitar right there. All right, now watch me. I'm gonna play a little. Some y'all didn't know I could play. I really can't play. I wish I could. I'd, I, I'd shred it. But um, <laughs> I play it like it's stolen. Um, but but I wanna tell you something, man. Um, where were, y'all y'all got me off. What what was I talking about? Can I preach for a minute? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, is he okay? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> you can pray for me. Now, I want to I preach just for a minute. Uh, just a little appetizer before the main course. Like, that is the deal yeah. right there. Right. Serving God. If Tom Brady can hurt his hand and get a special glove with like some type of technology I hadn't even heard about before and it's healing his hand, if he will not miss a game, are you with me? Yeah. Don't be the person that tries to get out of serving God because you have a hangnail. Can I preach? Don't be that person. Be that person. Be like, I may have had surgery. I may be on crutches. I can't play and be on crutches, but I can sit down and play. I play. I'm not going to let that take me out of the game. And so that's what you want to be like. Jesus smiles at that, man. And so many of you serve. Some of you haven't got in the game. Some of you don't even know there's a game going on. Is there a game going, Pastor? What are you talking about? Super Bowl, right? What time does it start? Man, we're playing for eternity. we playing for eternity. And so I'm so thankful. I just want to brag on y'all. This is one of the reasons why God has blessed Momentum is because people in this place, people in Navarre, people in Blackwater that love God and serve Him. they Serve them through their pain. They serve them through where they feel like God's just gone silent. They continue to serve them. But they don't just serve, they sit. They sit. They sit in here and then they serve. See, if you just sit, and you listen, what does Pastor Tim got? Is it going to be funny today? Is it going to be good? If you just sit, you'll get spiritually fat. It's called obesity, spiritual obesity. It's just a feed me, feed me. I just want to eat. I just can't stop eating. It's like me and Blue Belt, man. I'm telling you. It's a bad relationship we have. I got this uh, this week. I went in the fridge and there was mint chocolate chip bluebell. I was like, "You and me got a date." Everybody's sleeping. Nobody's gonna know. We're gonna go on the couch. I'm gonna take you out. The problem was, it was almost a new, it was like 85 percent full. I'm not even going to tell you how empty it was when I finished with that thing, man. I just kept going and just going. I wasn't feeling for it. It was just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling you, man. Listen, serving Jesus is the good stuff. It's better than Blue Bell. Don't, don't sit. If you sit, you just get obese. You know, you'd be the person that's done 57,000 Bible studies, but they've never moved for Jesus. This any part of the message, man. Y'all like this appetizer? I just, I'm telling you, I'm going to serve it like it's hot. Um, and so be that kind of person, be that kind of person just to just serve God. Now, if you just serve and you never sit, you'll burn out. Well, there's so much about burnout. Burnout is because you didn't fill up. Burnout is like I ran out of gas. Well, you knew it was on empty, but I was trying to see how far I could get. How far how did, How's that working for you? That's what happens when you serve and don't sit. When you sit and don't serve, you become the dead sea. Everything coming in, nothing going out and you dead. You with me? That's right. But when you serve and you don't sit, what happens, what happens is eventually you quit. You run out of grit. Quit. <laughs> quit. That's a new thing. It's, um, it's like the step above grit. You, you run out of grit and you quit. Why? Why? Because you just you've been doing it in your own power. And this series we're starting, Acceleration, is about shifting from puny par- prayers. I can't talk. Y'all pray for me. To powerful prayers. To powerful prayers. we got to get away from these puny prayers into powerful prayers. Prayers that arrest the attention of, of heaven. And so we've been talking about in this series. This is week five. We've got one more week. You don't want to miss it. Next week is going to be amazing. Going to be phenomenal. I promise you, it is going to be lit. You're going to be like, oh my goodness. That was an awesome series. And you're going to be able to take what you've heard and learn and apply. What am I saying? It's going to be helpful. Be helpful, good word is helpful, isn't it? Last week I came in here. I was, uh, something was going on. I wasn't sure what was going on. Stephanie was like, Hey, when you get here, we, we got to have a meeting. Dr. Ben's got to talk to you. And she was acting weird, right? Dr. Ben, she had like something was wrong, like something was something was, you know. And I was like, Tell me, babe. She's like, No, I don't want a Sunday morning. I'm like, Tell me, you got my attention now. And normally, normally, like our team knows, like. Like, man, I love people, but Sunday morning, man, I want to I wanna stay focused on the message. I want to stay in prayer. I want to get up hot. I don't want to serve cold bread. I want to serve hot garlic bread yeah. with butter and minced garlic with free refills on the butter and the garlic. Are you all with me? With cheese on the bread. When you open it up, the steam comes out. Anybody hungry? Are you with me? I was like, I want to get up here hot. And so anyway, she, there was, I could feel there's like something going on and she wouldn't tell me. But Dr. Ben was going to tell me. And then I'm thinking, well, why, why is Dr. Ben going to tell me something? Steph couldn't go ahead and tell me because we're one. She tells me, right? And so I'm trying to figure it all out. And then I'm like, man, is something wrong? And then I'm going through my staff. And then I'm, you know, I'm like, Lord, is... And so I'm doing So I get here and I make my way up to the room. And this is all like all business, you know, this is before y'all got here. And... Um, Look at his screens. This is what happened. Good morning. Hey, how hey, you going? On? Oh, my God! <laughs> what? I was what? like, we'll <laughs> get in here.
1: What?
0: What? 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 I, work, <laughs> <somebody>. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. That's Pastor Jim. If y'all know Pastor Jim... <laughs> As Pastor Jim, we launched him to go start a church. They're doing a great, mighty work for God on the campus of the University of South Carolina. Or as Jimmy would say, the real USC. And um, and so, <laughs> some of y'all just got that. Um, so anyways, man, it was so good to see him. He drove from Key West, Tim and Sarah, who's pregnant, all the way. Key West to Northwest Florida, all the way to be here for Sunday morning and to be here last Sunday night. Now that, when I'm just walking in, you know, I'm walking in and then all of a sudden I see Jimmy and it's like (sighs) Mark seven, you know, that's what acceleration looks like. And God wants your prayer life to accelerate. God wants you to go further, but he doesn't just want you to go further. God wants you to go further faster. God wants you to have confidence that when you pray, Father God hears you. Abba Father listens to you. That's what separates us from the different religions. You run into different people, talk to them about the answers of their prayer. Because a dead theology, a dead idol cannot produce answers to prayer. It separates us. We have a living God who's alive, and He hears our prayers, and we can have confidence that God hears us and so in the series little review we start about number one we talked about you got to start by sitting if you want to accelerate you first got to get in you got to start by sitting that was week one start by sitting and I talked about you got to get in the presence of God and most people that are Christians that don't have a time with God it's it's just because maybe maybe they think well I don't know how and I want to help you it's real simple get a time and a place non-negotiable so this this is practical get a time and a place it worked for your dating life, right? Right? A time and a place. <laughs> Meet me at. Right? You're like, okay, we get off work 10 o'clock. Okay, all right. Well, let's, let's go to Applebee's. Let's, let's you know, let's, um, yeah, let's, well, just because we worked all day doesn't mean we're not going to see each other. We love each other. We're going to spend time together. And so we got to start by sitting. When you get in the presence of God, all our problems, all of a sudden, they like evaporate because he's greater. So we start by sinning. Then we two, if we want to go further fast, we got to release the break. You got to take the break off. How do we take the break off? The break represents unconfessed sin. Because if you think you're going to pray to God and He's going to hear you, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, God says, no, 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 you make it right with man, then let's talk. He, God even says something like this. He's like, you go to church and you're, you're singing your praise and you're passing. You know, you're giving the offering. He's like, and if you see someone that you know they have a problem with you, not even you have a problem with them, they have a problem with you, quit worshiping, the Bible says, and go make it right with them. That's not if you got something against them. That's if you know someone's in the house today who's got something wrong with you. God says real worship is getting right here, then we're right here. That'll Preach. Right? We don't, we want to go vertical. God says I I want horizontal first. Horizontal has everything to do with going vertical with God. And so we gotta release the break. If I hang on to sin in my heart, if I embrace sin, if if I got a wife and three girlfriends on the side, and I'm trying to everyone I'm talking the Christian talk, but I'm not walking the Christian walk, then we're weak Christians. And and He doesn't hear our prayers. Are you with me? He, he said if I Hang on to sin. If I embrace sin in my heart, then the Lord will not hear me. You've got to release the break. Sometimes we prayed, and not all, but some unanswered prayers are because of unconfessed sin. And we think, God, are you not listening to me? Can you not hear me? Where are you? And God's like, yeah, but you've got to make this right. And I'm so proud. I heard a story last week of someone who did that, and they went back and they started. There were people in their life a little high strong. I understand that. And, uh, you know, people told me about other people like that. And uh, they, they, they went back and they made things right with people so they could be right with God. That accelerates your prayer life. You got to take the break off. You got to take the break off. When you mess up, you fess up. Say it with me. Ready? When you mess up, you fess up. All right? Turn the person beside you and say, Get ready. I'm fixing to get my preach on today. Just wait a minute. I'll be back. We're we tell them something in a minute. So you got to release the break. Then, then you gotta put pedal to the metal. Man, you gotta step on it. And we talked about how do we step on it? How do we move? How do we accelerate? We gotta raise our praise. And I talked about raise your praise. You gotta raise your praise. You gotta raise your praise. Praise not only releases my chains, it releases the chains of people around me. When we praise God. Now what is praising God? I praise God for who He is. Today I got all my knees in my office. And I began to praise God and I said, God, I praise you, you are holy. God, I and because you are holy, God, help me to live a life that is holy. God, I praise you because you are patient. And because you are patient with me, help me to be patient with other drivers. I mean, help me be patient with other people. (laughs) Lord, because you are good, I praise you. And because you are good, I will be good to other people. Lord, I praise you because you're the blesser. And you give me blessings, and I want to bless other people, God. So I praise you. I praise you, God, because you're 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 perfect. I praise you, God, because you're merciful. And you're and, and because you're merciful, I'll be merciful to other people. And so we talked about praise. When you raise your praise, the devil runs, tucks that tail between his legs like a dog been run over. He's out of there. He can't take that praise. And the reason why he can't take that praise is because he wants the praise. He tried to get Jesus to praise him. Bow down and worship me. What is praise? Praise is getting your worship on. And you don't got to be in church. You can be in the shower. You can be on your knees next to your bed. You can be in the car listening to something. You just praise. Raise your praise. Here we go. Go back to the person beside you and say, have you raised your praise? Have you raised your praise? Look at him. Don't lie, we're in church. <laughs> Jesus said to me, you need to raise your praise. Right? we got to raise our praise. So we talked about raising our praise. Then we talked about last week having an attitude of gratitude, being thankful. See, sometimes we say, I want to praise God. God, God bless me. You know, I want to praise God. I got this new car. And that's good. And God knows what you mean. And there, you know, there's, there's no shame in that. But, but we, we, get it, we, we get it switched. We praise God for who He is. We thank Him for what He's done. What He's doing and what we know He's going to do. You want to get the devil confused? You just start thanking God for what you believe. God, if God already spoke it to you, He's going to do it. So you just thank Him ahead of time. He checks in the mail before it ever shows up. Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and do it. Did I tell you all about the Indian tribe? That was supposed to be my message last week. I didn't tell you all about that. They got this Indian tribe um, chief in this tribe, and it's a true story, when it would not rain, they would go get, get these guys, and they would say, please come, and they did the, what they called the rain dance. And this tribe was known for whenever they danced, it would rain every time, 100%. Without failure, no glitches, no misses, every time this tribe would dance, it would rain So all over, all these Indian tribes, it had been dry, dry, dry. It's affecting the crops, which is affecting the families. So they sought out this well-respected, old, wise chief. And they said, will you please come for all of us? And will you dance so that it rains? So they begin to dance. And it rains. A younger Indian asked him, he said, explain to me. Explain to me. I don't understand. What is it? Why is it? How is it that every time you dance, it rains? That old sage, old chief said, oh, it's pretty simple. He said, we don't quit dancing until it rains. We don't quit dancing until it rains. That's what I'm talking about. When you thank God, you thank him, thank him, you thank him, thank God, thank God, thank God. And I asked the question last week, has God been good to you? Thank him. Thank him. What has God done for you this last week? Did He keep you safe? Did He keep you protected? Did He watch over your family? Did He provide for you? When was the last time you said thank you to God and it wasn't just thank you for my food, amen? When was the last time you invested time, you leveraged time, and you thanked God for what He was doing in your life? I would tell you, if we would thank Him, that's the best medication for depression. And I can say that because I had depression. I had depression at a point in my life, real bad. And and all I could see was all the things that weren't right. And what I had done is put my eyes on my circumstances instead of Christ. And I'm not minimizing depression. I would tell you I was extremely low, but here's what happened that delivered me out of depression. I tried medication. I believe if you need medication, it's God's will. Like, get medication. I'm not against that, but I'm telling you the thing that changed. The medication didn't heal me. It helped me a little bit, but it didn't heal me. God is my healer. Jehovah Rapha, He healed me. And here was was what happened with me. Here's what happened. I went from this to this. And this to this changed everything. I began to see Him and everything else washed away. Washed away. So we ought to thank Him. Today I want to talk to you. And there's tension here because all of us know what it's like to pour your heart out to God. And you feel like you haven't been heard. All of us know what it's like to talk to God. and We wonder if He's sidetracked. We wonder if He's even listening. Sometimes you and I know the tension. We know uh, the pressure. We know we know the ah uh, in us. Sometimes when 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 we're like, "Can you hear me now? Do I need to stand over here? Can you hear me now, God? How about now, God? Can you hear? Is this what, God? You there? We all know what it's like sometimes when you're trying to pray. And you feel like God isn't even there. I want to talk about that tension today because God has something to say. And God wants you to know how He feels. Because it will help you and me today. So, let's jump into the message. Shall we? Y'all excited? How many are here today? You're excited to hear the Word of God? Today I want to talk to you. The title of my message is what I want to talk to you about. It's entitled, Make the Big Ask. When uh, I showed that thing about Jimmy, the story behind Jimmy is when we were in Atlanta, before we ever started Momentum, it was right at the very early, early stages. Um, we were in Atlanta, Georgia. When I'm in Atlanta, there are a couple of places I like to eat. One of them, one of them I like to eat as is Dreamland. And uh, so we went to Dreamland Barbecue. Frankie, who was here last gathering, Frankie and I are there, Jimmy met us, some of y'all know this story, most of you probably don't. But we were sitting there, Jimmy's working in Atlanta, he's sales, he's making more money, more money than he'd ever made. I don't mind telling you, there was a time when he's like, yeah, I made like 15 grand this month. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And some of y'all are like, yeah, that's nothing. I want to talk to you afterwards. Some property right down here. I want to talk to you. I want to ask you to give more of your hard-earned money for the kingdom. And uh, so we're sitting there with Jimmy, you know, sometimes it's like, man, I made more than that. You know, I'm like, just stop talking, Jimmy, just stop, <laughs> just stop talking. My jealousy's going, Whoa! no, and so we're sitting there at the table and, and Frankie says to him, Frankie says, man, and by the way, Jimmy, first person said he would support us in this work. He said, man, I will support you. And he was so generous. And now we're in this restaurant and Frankie says, man, I want to ask you a question. And Frankie and I have been reading this book by pastor Bill Hybels, who used to pastor at Willow Creek. In Illinois, and the book is called Axiom. It's a Great book for leaders. Axiom, Bill Hybels. you ought to get the book and read it. Every chapter is like a page or two, and it is powerful axioms, man. So we're reading this together. Chapter two is make the big ask. So Frankie's going to flex. He's going to make the big ask, and he looks at Jimmy and he says, "Jim, I got I got a question for you, man. I want to make the big ask." And Jimmy's like, "You know what did you say?" And he said, "I want to make the big ask." With a K. on him, and Jimmy's like, I knew it. And he hits the table. And the restaurant kind of looking at us. Hits the table. And he's like, I knew it. Yes, I'll come help y'all start this church. And Frankie and I look at each other like, like what just happened? What just happened? And he's like, man, God's been working in my heart. He's been doing all this stuff. Man, I'm going to quit my job. Or maybe they'll let me work from down. I don't know. But I'm coming. I'm a part. And he was just, he was like, Pff. and we're like, dude, like, that sweet tea's good, isn't it? Like, <laughs> What's in your sweet tea, man? I mean, like, what is that? And and Jimmy is just like... And Frankie had no idea what hung in the balance of making the big ask. And I would say today, you and I have no idea what hangs in the balance of you and I coming into the presence of Almighty God and making big ask with a K. We don't have a clue. So today... The reason why I think you'll be glad you came, the reason why you want to listen today is because I want you to understand that prayer is simple. It's asking God. Prayer is as simple as asking God. That's what prayer is. There are different components of prayer, and that's what the series is about. We've talked about confession. We've talked about praising Him and thanking Him. We've talked about spending time with Him, right? But prayer is simply asking God. So what do I want you to do? It's simple. You can leave. What do I want you to do? I want you to go ask God. I want you to go believe God. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says slow, 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 like easy. I'm walking my dog, and when we take her, when we take her, <laughs> Steph takes her in the morning. I take her at night, and sometimes we get to take her together. But most evenings when I'm taking her, I take her. She She's on a mission, man, and, and she's good, you know, and she's like looking at everything, you know. It's like squirrel, 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 you know, and I... She, you know, I'm pulling her aside. I'm trying to be the dog whisperer. I'm not. And I'm trying to, you know, hey, hey, over here. And, and, and I'm trying to remind her I'm walking you. You're not walking me. And then something flips. So then something, and she's got this, you know, she got this thing, but she likes walking like this, you know. And so I'm like, hey, over here. But as soon as she does her business, as soon as she does her business and we're on the way home, man, she wants to sprint to the house. She wants to go. The problem is we're like a mile away. I'm already out of breath. You know, I'm like, she wants to head to the house, man. And she's a, and I sometimes I got to just pull just a little bit. Got to pull and just say, easy, hey, easy, easy. And it reminds her sometimes God says no. And I'm thankful because there's some prayers I asked God for. And I look back now. I'm so thankful he didn't answer those prayers. Right. I mean, I was praying. I was like, Lord, if you'd let me marry her. I was in eighth grade. <laughs> you know, I'm so thankful. God's like, you're so silly. You know, you're so silly, Tim. You know, I'm so thankful, man. I got the upgrade. Wonder Woman. Woo! Yeah, boy! Got a woman. Left them girls behind. Right? I'm so thankful there's some things that God did not answer my prayer about. Right? You? (laughs) Just reassure me sometimes. Just help me. It's lonely up here. No, I'm just kidding. Right? I'm so thankful. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says slow. And sometimes God says go. Go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I want want that for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so God speaks. And we have to understand that, that so much hangs in the balance. And all we need to do is ask. And then we need to trust Him. So today we're talking about asking God. And here's what I want you to know. I want you to ask God. What I want you to know is simply this. Asking God activates the Almighty. Asking God. When I come and I ask God. It activates the Almighty. In fact, someone once said, prayer is the nerve that moves the omnipotent hand of God. That prayer is the nerve that moves the omnipotent, that means all-powerful, hand of God. When we pray, when we pray, man, the devil flees when we pray. So asking God, if asking God activates the Almighty, then why don't we ask well, if you're like me, you don't ask because sometimes I just don't believe. It's worth the time. Sometimes I just don't believe it's going to happen. Sometimes it's, it's, it's been too long. Lord, I've been praying about that for two days, Jesus, and it hasn't happened yet. I'm going to give up now. You get like that, I get like that. Sometimes I don't pray because I don't think I've been good enough. Sometimes I, I quit on my prayers a little early, a little premature, because I'm like, man, you know what, I just... Man, I kind of, I lost it there the other day, and I messed up with my kid, you know, and, you know, man, and I didn't listen to Steph like I should have, you know, and I wasn't that sensitive, and, you know, <laughs> Steph paid, paid me to say all that stuff, and so, you know, and so, I, you know, sometimes it's just like that, but I've got great news for you, listen, listen, God's love for me, and God's love for you has never been based on my behavior, never been based on my performance, it's only been based on Jesus. You know, I don't think that's connecting. Let me try it again. Let me wind up one more time. Let me see if I can put it right down the strike zone one more time. What I'm saying is, is I don't frustrate the grace of God. God doesn't say, nope, didn't have devotions yesterday. I know you worked 14 hours, but come on. God doesn't do that. He's like, I'm not listening to you today. God, no, 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 no. No, I'm His child. I I, am a son. And if you know Jesus and you're a man, a boy, a teenage young man, you're a son of God. If you're a lady here today and you know Jesus and Jesus knows you, you are a woman of God. You're a daughter of God. Are you with me? And God loves to help His children. He loves to. Well, then why don't we do it? There are several reasons. For me and I'm sure several for you, but hopefully, when the message is done today, you will not be able to. I mean, you just be so excited to go home and say, "You know what, God? You and I got to talk because there's some things I should have been asking for that I haven't." So I want you to ask. Asking God activates Almighty. That's what it does. Look at James four two. James four two says this. It says, "You want what you don't have." Now James, a half brother of Jesus, James just speaks straight truth. You know anyone like that in your life? They just tell you it like it is. Like, I'm not talking about the rude people. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the people who love you. And they're going to be honest with you. They're going to tell you when your breath stinks. They're going to tell you when your breath stinks. <laughs> You're like, can I have a breath? Take the whole thing, man, please. Yes, right now. It's fine. It's good. Have them. I'll buy some more. You know, they, they tell you. You know what I'm talking about. You, you've gone before, right? You've gone before, and it's like in the afternoon, and you didn't realize you got food from lunch. I mean, it's 3.45, you ate lunch at 11.30, 12 o'clock, and you dropped food, all over you, and you didn't know, and no one told you. You know what I'm saying? Or well, you had a little something from your nose hanging out here, a little visitor. And you're meeting after me, no one says a word to you. They're looking at you like, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, and they, they never say, well, no, no. James is just going to tell you like it is. James says you want what you don't have, so you scheme to kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. I think we've probably all been there. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't. Someone say the word. You don't ask God for it. Ask. What is prayer? Prayer is asking God. That's what prayer is. Jeremiah 33.3 3 says, Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Ask me. See, asking God activates the Almighty. I love Matthew, the tax collector turned Jesus follower. He, through the inspiration, that means God speaking to him, him writing these verses down, he pins these words. He says, keep on asking. In the Greek, in which the New Testament was written, Koine Greek, it literally says this, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. So the N.O.T. translates it like this, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Now, we've all given in to our kids in the grocery store because they kept on asking. Please, please. Mom, 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 Yes. Mom. He's <laughs> like, Right, and, and and I love I love all the great places to shop around here. You check out, and then it's just heaven right there. It's checkout with all the candy and combos and suckers and you know all that stuff. And, and the kids are like, can I have? Can I have? Can I? keep on asking. You will see what you ask for. Notice, ask. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you for everyone. Thank you, God, for your word for everyone. That gives me hope. I'm included in everyone. You're included in everyone. For everyone who asks, ask, receives. And everyone who seeks, they find. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. And then all of a sudden, Matthew shifts to talk about parents. He's going to go into verse 9. He's going to talk about He's going to connect and you say, well, I don't, I'm not married. I don't have kids or I'm married. We don't have kids, you know, and but we were all kids, right? So we can connect with a parenting thing. Our parents were good parents, great parents or, or not. So we, we can all connect with this relationship between kids and parents. Matthew says, he says, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? See, that's where I get my rhymes from. <laughs> it's just right out of the Bible. Um, you give them a stone instead or if they ask. For a fish, do you give him a snake? Right? Like, that's crazy. Now, speaking of crazy, our community groups have block parties, and, and they do that every Halloween, and it's one of my favorite times. I love watching my kids. I love all the invites that we get to pass out and just to connect with our neighbors, and we did such a great job of that this year. I just love it. One of my favorite things to do is be at Darren's house. Darren serves God over in Navarre, that campus, and Darren... Has a big cooler, really huge cooler, and it, he's got a sign on there. And he puts it out every year, and I like to stand near that. Um, it's a beer cooler, and and the sign there says free beer, free beer, free beer, real big, and then it says must be twenty 21- one. Years of age or older, no kids, you know, type of thing in parentheses, free beer. And so you watch, you watch all these, these the, you know, these parents, man, you know, the kids are on sugar, so you know what I'm talking about, you know, and they, they're just, they, and they go over there, especially the guys, I like to see the, and the, the men go over this cooler and they open it up and um, they're expecting an ice cold beer, but ain't no ice cold beer here. There's a snake in there. And I don't know, Darren, where you bought that thing at, but it is legit. It, it's like, what, six foot, eight foot? It's about this big around. And when you open the cooler, he's got lights that come on automatically. I mean, he's got this thing souped up. He's like MacGyver. His thing, he opens it up, it comes on, and then the snake is wired, and the snake comes out. It lunges at you. And I kid you not, it's like this big. And I love watching grown men think they're going to get an ice ice cold beer. You know, and they go over there, they open that thing up, and they're like, ah! You know, they jump back, man. They are shocked. And as humans, we like to do that. We like to trick people. We like to have fun. In our office, sometimes we'll scare each other. You know, you get there before someone else, and lights off, they walk in, yeah, you know, you just, I got you. Uh, we, we love to mess around like that. But what God says is, I don't tease you like that when it comes to prayer. If, you, if you're asking, I, I'm not going to switch it up on you and give you a snake. That's, what he's saying is that's not the father's heart. Are you with me? But some of you believe that, and until you believe that lie, you'll be stuck right where you are. Until you, you believe the lie, until you say, you know what, you recognize the lie and say, I'm not believing that lie anymore, you'll be stuck in that lie. you got to get unstuck. Someone say, get unstuck. So it's all about our belief. And, and here, he says, no, 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 you parents... No, you wouldn't do that. They, if your kids ask for a fish, you wouldn't give them a snake. Of course not. If, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts? Someone say, thank you, Lord. Give good gifts to those who ask Him. So we just need to ask Him. We need to ask Him. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, there's a lady by the name of Hannah. Here's Hannah's deal. Hannah's deal is she wants to have a baby and she can't. I tell you, there's no sorrow like a woman who wants to have a baby and can't. And I think Isaiah backs me up on that one. There's no sorrow over the years of being a pastor. We've walked through, Steph and I have walked with families and ladies, sometimes even single moms, that have gone through the heartache of wanting a kid. God giving them a kid. And then them losing their baby. There's no sorrow like that. And I've never experienced that. And I tread very softly here. But I want to tell you, this is where Hannah, I believe, was. See, the Bible tells us some things. It doesn't tell us everything. But I believe this woman's sorrow was so great, I I can't help but wonder if she had a few miscarriages. I can't help but think that there was a few times where she thought she was pregnant and she wasn't. Thought she was having a baby and didn't. And the reason I say that is because 1 Samuel chapter 1, you read the chapter, verse 17 is real powerful. But in chapter 1, this woman is in the house and she is pouring out her heart to God. She is pouring out her heart to God in a way that grabbed man's attention. It grabbed the preacher's attention. <laughs> the preacher, this guy. this guy thought that she was drunk. He's like, he walked in there and he heard, Aah! he hears something. He's like, what in the world? And, he, and it's this woman. She's at the altar. She's, she is weeping bitterly. She is emotional. She is, God made us that way. She is pouring it out. She is coming, not for the eyes of men, but to the throne of heaven. She is grabbing a hold of heaven. And she is letting her voice be heard. Are you with me? You with me? And she's pouring it out. And she's saying, God, please. I'm begging you, God. Have you ever been there? You've been there? If you've never been there, go there. That's the next place you need to go to vacation. Go there. Because you'll want to go back. I mean, that vacation will be so good. You'll be like, that was my favorite spot. I know we've been here, there, and there, and everywhere. But I'm going back there. Because there ain't no place like there. When you cry out to God. When there's no one that can help you. When there's nothing else. I said last week, when you hit rock bottom, it's a great place to build. But don't you build it. Let the master builder build it. We labor in vain. We try to build something without the Lord. She has just come to the end of herself. And when you come to the end of yourself, I don't know what your story is today. Maybe, maybe you just lost a baby. Maybe you just lost a husband. Maybe, maybe, maybe you want a husband. You've been wanting a husband for a long time. You're like, hello, is this ever going to happen? I'm 23. <laughs> when is this going to happen? I'm getting old. You remember when we were 23, we thought we were old. You remember that? Like this is life is passing me by, preacher. I'm 25 and not I'm married. I'm like, it's okay. Right? You've been, but you, you, I, I don't know where you are today. I don't know. Maybe it's finances. Maybe you need a job. Maybe you need your kids back. I don't know what it is. But I'm telling you, until you do what Hannah does, what Hannah did, till you come to the place where you will take a knee for God, you will bow your face, you will lay on the ground, you do whatever you need, and you pour your heart out to God. That's what I'm talking about. Shameless petition. That means shameless asking. Like, I don't care what you think, because I ain't talking to you, because you can't do nothing about this. I'm talking to the one, the only one, the one that's above everyone, the one that like this can change my whole scenario. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that until you get there. But you know what we do? What we do is we we just hang on to it. Whatever that burden is. We say, oh, man, it's been 27 years. I, I, that's okay, man. Man, it's okay. I just, you know, me and my kids has always been like this. We just, this is how life is. It is what it is. It is what it is, preacher. My marriage has always been like this. We've always hated each other. Except for that first month. But it's been 13 years. I hate her. She hates me. And it's okay. We're just going to keep faking it till we make it. You ain't faking nothing. You're going fake it. You're going to break it. You with me? Until we get there and we say, okay, God, I got something to ask you about. God's saying, come, 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 come. God's saying, come, 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 come on. Come on. Ask me. That's what God's saying today. Ask. That's what God wants. God wants you to ask. God do not want you to go through life carrying it. Maybe you just went through the craziest year of your life. And you're wondering, why in the world did that happen to me? Ask Him. Someone said, we shouldn't ask God. And I think you should ask God. Jesus asked God, my God, my God, why, why, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus knew the answer to that question. But He still asked. Ask Him. Why did my marriage fall apart? Why? It's okay, God can handle it. God's tougher than any punching bag. God, take everything you give and then some. Ask him. I'm angry. That's okay. You look through the Bible and some angry people start talking to Jesus. Start, start talking to God in the Old Testament. He took it. He didn't zap them with lightning. He took it. Ask him. God wants you to ask. God wants you to ask. Hannah asked God. You know what happened? God gave her a son. And that story is, in, is recorded In 1 Samuel, by the way, Samuel was her boy's name. So the story of her pain, as hurtful, harmful as it appeared to be, was later recorded in a book named after the son that she believed God for. Ask. Jesus said in teaching about prayer, Luke 11. By the way, Dr. Luke really puts an emphasis on prayer through this book. Luke 11 Disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said, this is how you should pray. So if Jesus says, this is how you should pray, I want to listen. He said, Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. And don't let us yield or give in to temptation. Then teaching them more about prayer. Come on, tell me more. I want to hear it. He used this story. Sound familiar in a second. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, A friend of mine's just arrived for a visit. And I've got nothing to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom and he says, Don't bother me. The door's locked for the night. My security system's on. My family and I are in bed. I can't help you. It's late. But I tell you this though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, one translation says the word importunity. It means you won't quit. You've done that before. You went to someone's house. You knew they were in there. You saw him. <laughs> you saw them. You saw them. Nothing. Nothing. And you're like, oh, I saw you in there. <laughs> I'm going to call you right now. So, you know, you've done that before. He says... Though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up. He'll give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Keep on. Someone say keep on. That's the message you need today. You need the message to keep on. You quit praying for his salvation you quit praying for her salvation and what the devil tried to do he doesn't care about your prayer life he cares about your belief life because if he can get you to doubt you can pray the rest of your life and nothing's going to happen Satan's not trying to get you to quit praying he just wants to get you to quit believing that your prayers matter that your prayers can be heard and your prayers can be answered he wants you to quit believing that God's a good God He wants you to doubt him. If he can just sow a little doubt, you better be careful. You better watch your garden. Satan, get in your garden. You know what to do. He'll sow, sow things that years down the road will come up as weeds. He'll sow seeds of doubt. That's all he wants to do. He just real quiet, just tiptoed through the He just sow some seeds of doubt around that thing you're believing God for. Oh yeah, so land, huh? Yeah, you're gonna have a miracle offering. Well, that's great. Glad you got money. That's great. That land's still for sale. You're never gonna buy that. You, you don't even have the money to buy that land. You're gonna buy that land, you're crazy. People gonna think you're crazy. You cray cray. You know you cray cray, right? Like that's stupid. That's not gonna happen. You're never gonna get that much money. It's gonna take years if it does happen. And then if it happens, good luck. Then you gotta figure out the water problem. That's gonna take a lot of money. You know that, right? And then you're gonna have to build a building. How much money is that gonna cost? You're not gonna and all he wants to do is to steal, to kill, to destroy. And he's after your joy. And you know how you get rid of them? You do pray. And you keep on asking. And you keep on seeking. And you keep on knocking. That's what God said. If God said it, I'm going to go with it. You with me? So listen to this. We lay in the plain. If you fathers... Your fathers, listen, you fathers, if your children, rather. If your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? If they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? My neighbor just had a scorpion in their house. They don't want a scorpion in my house. No, no, God's not going to play that way. Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how, come on, let's just think Christmas. Let's just remember Christmas. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? We need to pray. We need to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, Jim Cimbala, Pastor of Brooklyn Tab in Brooklyn, New York, says God only uses people who are equipped and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And those people that are used in that way in such a mighty way of God, they are men and women of prayer. Jim said, Pastor Jim said, as we pray, God pours out his spirit and wonderful things begin to happen. Prayer changes things. Yeah. Prayer makes things happen. P- pastor Jim Simula, um I met with a student pastor. It was 2002, 2001 of August. God spoke to my heart very clear and uh, never been to New York City. He said, Take a mission trip this next summer to New York City. Well, the very next month, 9 11 happened. And that very, that very summer, after. Uh, following September and then that next summer we took a bunch of students to New York City and I got to meet with a student pastor and I'll never forget he brought like six books they were all signed by Pastor Jim he wrote a note in each different each book different Bible verses and encouraged such a such a young preacher back then it encourages me today and one of those books Pastor Jim told the story of when they had bought a theater really nice theater in Brooklyn and, and they not only bought it but they were going to totally um, refurbish it they, they were going to make it into a church and it was going to cost millions and millions of dollars and they, and they didn't have it, they just didn't have it they're reaching drug addicts and prostitutes right off the street coming in to the presence of God and immediately forever changed then they'd sing in the choir about God's grace God's goodness how the spirit of God changed me and so he just figured well God's been doing it the whole time he can continue to do it Who began a good work and you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ Philippians 1 6 so he just began to pray and say okay well let's move forward and it's going to take millions of dollars and he told the people the architect he, he told the different people he's like man this is by faith I don't have the money you understand that yeah but let's move forward anyways he's overseas on a mission trip praying and fasting and, and he gets a message we need this much this much money by right now he doesn't have it he said I told you I don't have it they're like we get it you don't have it but we need it so you gotta get it we need it we need it right now and so he's like well we don't have it and they're like well you, you, you gotta get it and so he goes to God and he says God we don't have it we need it we need it right now God this is not my problem this is your problem because First Peter 5 7 says casting all my cares on him because he does care for me so I can cast all my problems all my anxieties All my worries. All my fears. I cast it all on him. And he can bitch everything I put on. Cast it all on him. So he cast it on him. He finished up the mission trip. Flew back stateside. Went in that night on a Saturday night. Went to his office. Normally wouldn't get the mail on a Saturday night. But he went and got the mail. And there was one that stood out to him. Texas. That's crazy. What's this? Handwritten. What's this? From Texas. And it's someone he had met one time. He didn't know. Met him one time. God had spoke to that man. That man sent was over a million dollars, it was exactly what they needed. Sent a check in the mail for his need, and right there, right there, because he asked God, because he kept on asking, knocking, and seeking. I'm talking money, but listen, there, there are other people in here like, money's like that's not even the problem, Pastor Tim. Like, in my life, it's this, it's my health, it's this, it's my marriage, it's this, it's my business, it's this, it's my family. It's like falling through the cracks of life. It's my children. It's my grandkids. I don't know what this is for you. But my point is he called on Jesus and Jesus came through. And if he did it for Pastor Jim, he can do it for you. He can do it for you. But you you got to ask. James chapter one says, but let everyone that asks, ask in faith, not wavering because whoever, whoever, whoever doubts, don't waver. Keep that faith. And then God gave us these verses. May this encourage you, and we're through. Mark eleven twenty two through 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. See, that's what the enemy's after, your faith. Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain. Some of you got mountains in your life? Anybody got some problems? Some mountains seem unmovable, unclimbable, unmanageable. Some mountains, undrivable. Jesus said, you say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Jesus is saying there's power in asking. There's power in having faith enough to believe that there ain't no mountain high enough. Jesus said, but you must really believe it. You must really believe it will happen and no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. Here it is, verse 24. You can pray for anything. You can pray for anything. You can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying first, forgive anyone. Release the break. Forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in Heaven will forgive your sins too. If you pray for anything, if you believe you received it, it will be yours. Some of y'all stop believing. You need to be a believer. God not only heard your prayer, but God can help you and He can answer your prayer and He hears you. So as I was studying this, um, I read this book, George Mueller. George Mueller, uh, God moved in his heart for orphans. He saw an orphan, God broke his heart, right? Vision always comes, but the burden precedes vision every time. And he sees it and God moves in on him. And so he just begins buying houses and having houses built and, and for all these kids. And it was all it was money that God would provide it was food that God would provide they would sit down I'm talking about hundreds of kids they would sit down to eat this was in the 1800s they would sit down to eat and not have any food not have any drink and in faith he would say let's hold hands and let's thank God for the food we're about to eat as the adult knowing there's no food in the cupboards there's no food in the oven there's no food in the crock pot because crock pots aren't invented yet are you with me there's no food and yet he would bow his head in prayer and he would thank. God for what God was getting ready to provide for him and all of a sudden there'd be a knock on the door it would be a morning breakfast and there was no milk and they would thank God Johnny thank God for the the milk food we're about to eat the milk and the bread and they they do that but they had no milk in the house and all of a sudden when they got done praying time 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 again there would be a knock and God would say hey man this I can't I can't do Anything with all this milk, I've got a problem It's going to spoil. Would you have need of it? God would come through for George Mueller like that. And he prayed and he depended on God. I want you to pray and depend on God. That's what I want you to do. When do I start, Pastor Tim? I want you to start today, Super Bowl Sunday. May this go down as the best Sunday ever, not because there's a football game, but because this was the day that you shifted from puny prayers to powerful prayers because asking God activates the Almighty. Would you do that? Would you shift? Would you believe? If you would, God will come through. As I read these verses about ask, seek, and knock, I looked at it and God showed me something I've never seen before. I've preached this for decades ask we're to ask God what stood out to me for the first time ever some of my preaching buddies they're like I never heard anyone say that that's crazy Tim that'll preach but look what ask if you take the first letter of ask seek and knock what do you have you have ask and that's what God says to do ask me ask what do you need to ask God about it's time let's move Would you like, like you to uh, bow your heads and close your eyes and then go ahead and look right back up at me. Aha, aha. Switch. Audible. I got your attention. I believe there are people here today. You need to ask God. You've been holding off. Maybe doubt, unbelief, maybe doubting yourself. You need to ask God. I don't know what it's for. I just know it's time. Now, I want to give you a little time. We're. We're landing this plane but I know and I believe with all my heart we're an hour and 15 minutes right now into this gathering and you're fixing to face a 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hour work week. Your week's too long. Your mount's too high not to take the time to step into the miraculous and ask God because you believe. So with no heads bowed no eyes closed and no one checking out I invite everybody if God's speaking to your heart if there's something in your life right now whatever it is maybe it's your whatever Whatever, I want to give you an opportunity to come and to kneel right here and to cast your care on Him because He cares for you to ask God to come through for your finances to come through in your relationships to come through with the strength to forgive that person you don't want to forgive. whatever it is. I'm gonna ask you real quietly in Navarre, I'm gonna ask you to slip out. I'm gonna ask you right here to slip out. We're gonna do it together. I know standing up, that's that first move. Trust me, devil don't want you to do it. That's the reason why you ought to do it right there. It's the very reason you ought to do it. Don't let him keep you in that seat. If you're God speaking to your heart right now, say come pray part of the whole prayer thing is when god says pray we learn to obey and we pray right away so if god's saying come pray i want you to come pray that's right i want you to amen amen yes sir i want you to come pray thank you god is so true yes sir come pray right now god speak into your heart there's some things you quit asking him for you stop believing for their salvation you stop believing for her healing you stopped believing that your marriage could make it. You stopped believing that you could ever get back to where you used to be. You lost your job. It devastated you. It took the wind out of your sails. And you, you just have given up. You need to ask God, God, stand me back up. That's right. Keep coming. Keep coming. Navarre, God's speaking to you. Keep coming. Here in Gulf Breeze, if God's speaking to your heart, get up. Well, I'm in the middle of the road. It's perfect stand up right where you are you can move right after just want to come ask God and puny prayers stir not the heart of God puny prayers activate not the heart of God don't just dream big pray big because big prayers big ask prayers activate almighty God and when Almighty God moves on your behalf, <laughs> the rest is unwritten. I promise you that. And as these people pray, these men and women pray, if you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never trusted Jesus to do for you what you could never do for yourself, and that is forgive your sins and make you new. If you've never done that, This is for you. we never like to close a gathering without giving people the opportunity to say yes to God. There are people watching right now overseas. There are people watching right now. You're watching all over in the United States. You're watching this right now. And you've never given your life to Jesus. This is your moment. This is your time. It is right now. It is right here. And it is right now. And if you will receive the gift of God, you will become the son or the daughter of God if you receive him. To as many as receive him, to them gave me power to become the sons and the daughters of God to those who believe on his name. What do I got to do to be saved, Tim? What do I got to do to be made clean and new and forgiven? What, what do I got to do? It's nothing you can do. It's everything Jesus already did. But you will ask God to come into your life, to forgive your sins, to make you new, teach you how to live. I want to lead us in that prayer together. And I'm walking off. As I lead you in that prayer. It's not you're not praying to me. You're not praying through me. There's only one mediator between God and man. That's the man Christ Jesus. That's the word of God right there. There's only one mediator between God and man. That's the man Christ Jesus. You go through Jesus. You go through Jesus. So we're gonna pray to Jesus right now. Heads bowed. Repeat after me. Would you we'll say that loud together? You say, Jesus, I declare that you are Lord. I'm a sinner. I need a savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising again. I believe it. I receive you into my life. I give you my life. Now teach me how to live. In Jesus name. If you did that. Whether you're down front in Navarre. Down front in Gulf Freeze, Whether you're in your seat in Gulf Freeze, Whether you're in your seat in Navarre. Whether you have Blackwater. You're watching online. We want to know. If you did that in your are here right now would you raise your hand on the count of three spirit of God give them courage I pray hold it up heaven's already celebrating like crazy we want to celebrate with you we got a gift to give you on the count of three I want you to raise it up I want you to keep it up hold it up high here we go on the count of three one two three right now hold it up hold it up raise it up that's right I see your hand right there that's right hold it up raise it up keep it up that's right hold it up high not afraid. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. To everyone who believes. I'm not ashamed. I give my life today, Pastor Tim. Hold it up. God bless you. Heaven celebrates you. And so do we. God bless you.